you can't go through life being 100% conscious. That's not what it looks like. That's not the purpose of this. The purpose is to take the, the gift that we have of automating an idea as a part of our subconscious mind, as a part of our image of ourselves and our belief system, and replace it with a different one. Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome back. This is episode five of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and my name is Todd L. Bowerly. I am a mindset and success and law of attraction coach working with clients all over the world to help them understand and reprogram their mind so they can change and really redesign their entire life how they want it to be. And the principle that I'm going to talk about today is probably one of the most important things that I have to teach you and teach my clients. And it's a concept that I feel like should be really easy and basic, yet at the same time, it's the, it's the greatest stumbling block that you are going to face in changing your life. You know, I, uh, I've, I've talked with many people who, who claim to be masters of the law of attraction, yet don't have great results. Uh, I see many people coach and teach this information, uh, the concept of, of how your thoughts and your feelings attract the circumstances of your life, and they're, they're missing out on the biggest piece of the puzzle. And maybe they're, maybe they're aware of it. Maybe they don't share it with people because they want to force people to have to pay them for something. Uh, maybe they're trying to keep it from you, or I think the real reason is they're just not aware. And this principle is the law of repetition. It is the repetition that you engage in most that's going to control every area of your life. You know, this is a great law of learning. You don't learn things by just paying attention to something once, by reading something once. You learn from hearing it over and over again. You don't learn a specific skill or learn to master your body by just doing it once. You learn it through practice, through repetition over and over again. The professional athlete, the basketball player that is extremely skilled at sinking free throws or shooting from the three-point line, it's because they have done that shot physically hundreds and hundreds of times. And I bet you they have visualized it thousands of times. Through a process of repetition, we become what we think about. The masterful musician practices and practices and practices. And we often say that practice makes perfect. No, practice makes permanent. So when it comes to reprogramming your mind, the biggest principle that you can learn is repetition. In some of the first episodes of this podcast, I talked to you about how your mind is reprogrammed and in episode two, episode three was what are some of the methods and the most important methods engage in repetition. It is the repetition of ideas over time that reprograms your mind. And so my question at the beginning for you to be thinking of is what do you think about 
most of the time? What occupies the largest amount of time in your mind in any given day? Now, that may or may not be a thought, but I bet it is a feeling. Whatever emotional state that you are in, if you are feeling great anxiety, frustration, overwhelm, outrage, anger, hurt, loneliness, grief, guilt, shame, I bet you those emotional experiences are things that you have going on all the time. And that emotional experience that you are in the majority of the time is going to create and attract more conditions, circumstances, people, and events that come into your life that will leave you feeling exactly the same. It's like you're caught in a self-fulfilling prophecy or a perpetual loop. You feel shameful, so you are thinking thoughts of shame. You act in ways that cause you to feel more shame. There's events and circumstances that come from that behavior that then you experience those events and now you're thinking more shame and you're feeling stuck in that shame. Like substitute any emotion that you want in there. How about anxiety? If you are feeling anxious all of the time, I guarantee you, you're acting in ways that are anxious. And it's that behavior that acts in anxious, that hesitance towards life that creates life's hesitance towards you. And you perceive those circumstances as things that cause you to be anxious. And so that just reinforces your anxiety over and over. Now, this isn't just a theory. This is how I've lived my life. And I was very aware of it. And so in order to reprogram my mind, I had to engage in thinking that was the opposite of anxiety. For me, faith. Anxiety was like the uncertain of, of how things are going to work out. For me, faith was the experience of of knowing that things are going to be okay and engaging in thoughts that created the emotion of faith over and over again. The interesting thing with this podcast is I, I share the information with you once, and I'll probably share and talk about the law of repetition here and there throughout time, but most people are probably only going to listen to an episode once and then it leaves. That's one of the most ineffective ways of learning. See, we have learning on a conscious level in our conscious thinking mind. You are listening to me right now with your conscious thinking mind, and you're playing with the thoughts and the words that I am sending through, through the podcast to you. You're playing with those in your conscious thinking mind, and, and, and you probably don't even listen to the entire episode. Maybe you stop partway through, or, or you come back to it at the end of the day. But there's something else that's going to be streaming into your senses in just a few moments that is going to alter what you are thinking about. And so you're going to learn from this in, a, in sort of a haphazard manner. You're just going to have this conscious awareness of what I'm saying, and then life is going to go about and change what you're thinking about. And chances are, what I've said a few minutes ago, you're going to completely forget based on the new sensory information that comes in your mind. I, I ask everybody, what is it that you're studying right now? And most people say, well, I just watch a lot of different YouTube videos. Like, like which ones? And they can't tell me because they're watching something different every single time. Who are you listening to? I listen to this person. I listen to that person. I listen to Bob Proctor. I listen to Joe Dispenza. I listen to Bruce Lipton. I listen to Greg Braden. I listen to Abraham Hicks. I listen to, uh, and so on and so forth. And I said, will you listen to anything specific over and over? No. They're listening to the same thing 
35 different ways that are tangentially related at best. And so there's no way for the information to really sink in and become a part of a person. It is the repetition of listening to the same thing, of reading the same thing, of writing the same thing, of having affirmations that you speak to the mirror over and over again. It's the repetition of that specific idea that fires brain cells in a certain way. And if you listen to the same ones and fire the same brain cells in a certain way, those brain cells will hardwire together. This is called Hebb's Law. A brain cells that fire together frequently enough will end up hardwiring together. And repetition is how you do that. Think of the activities that you have with repetition that you can do without any conscious thinking. Brushing your teeth, getting dressed in the morning, aside from the minor aspect of consciously looking at your closet and evaluating what it is that you, that you want to be wearing, pretty much getting dressed is automatic. Uh, driving a car to and from your destination. I mean, there's many times where I go someplace and I'll drive past a, a, a place where I'm supposed to be turning because I'm just on automatic pilot. Okay. When you sit down to eat anything, you, you eat on automatic pilot. You've memorized that habit. Um, signing your name, that's something you do without conscious thought. All of these things that happen that become a, a, a seamless aspect of our lives happen because of repetition. Think of how many times you signed your name. Of course, you don't have to have any conscious thinking. Think of how many meals that you've chewed and swallowed. Of course, you don't have to put any conscious effort into that. Now, think of how many times that you've gone to work and done similar tasks over and over again. Think of how many times maybe you've been exposed to trauma over and over again. And sometimes that repetition has very long-standing, powerful, unfortunate consequences in our lives. Think about how many times someone has mistreated you. Think about how many times you've walked into a victim role in your life based on conditions and circumstances. For me, I, I, I felt like I lived my entire life as a victim. I knew how to play that role perfectly. I didn't have to study for it and memorize my lines. I just, I was it. I was that victim of circumstance in my life. So much that I expected that that's what life was going to be giving me. It is repetition that makes us who we are. The thoughts that we think of and internalize with repetition become our lives. And if you want to change your life, you have to start by thinking different thoughts and getting emotionally involved with those different thoughts. Repetition. So then ask yourself this question. What are you studying? What are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you writing? With any repetition that is the opposite of the current results that you're experiencing. So if you're not earning the amount of money that you want, how much repetition are you engaged with concerning ideas of wealth? Probably not as many as you, as you should be if your results are stuck the same. If you don't like the result of being alone or lonely in your life, how much repetition of thoughts and ideas are you engaging in regarding belonging and acceptance and security and safety, social safety, social security. Okay. Probably not much. If you are 
angry and outraged much of the time at whatever's happening in the world or circumstances or in your life specifically, how much repetition are you engaging in thoughts or ideas or experiences that are fulfillment and love? Okay. This is the crux of repetition. We're not, I can speak emphatically that the majority of the population in the world is not engaging in the repetition required to replace the thoughts and feelings of the experiences that we have in our life. It's just not happening. I think the greatest example of repetition that I've had in my life has been my late mentor, Bob Proctor, who in 1961 was given a copy of the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he read from that book every single day up until he died here just recently in February. Sometimes he would read small passages of that, and sometimes it was large sections, and sometimes it was entire chapters. You know, he he read from that book every single day. And as one of his top consultants, it's been drilled into my mind that I need to be reading something with repetition every day. And where did this idea really come from as well? Well, one of Bob Proctor's mentors was the late, great Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale is sometimes referred to as like the dean of personal development. Um, I'm actually going to put a link in the show notes to one of my favorite recordings from Earl Nightingale called The Strangest Secret in the World. And uh, I would encourage you to go listen to that up on YouTube and give that a listen with repetition. So there's a story that goes like this, that uh, Bob, after listening to Earl Nightingale's recordings over and over again, wanted to wanted to sit down and talk with Earl, possibly work with him, and had arranged a meeting and went in. And on Earl's desk was a book that was propped open. Uh, the pages were propped open in the middle of the book. And, and he asked Earl, he says, what is that? And Earl says, that's a book holder. And Bob says, well, that makes it difficult to turn the pages, doesn't it? And Earl says, I don't want to turn the pages. I want to read this page or this passage every day until that idea is burned into my mind, until I can think that the way the author was thinking when they wrote that. I want to become one with that idea, and so I read it every day. And then when that idea is in there, I find another book with another idea and have that book open on my desk, and I read that every day. So I have a book holder uh, as well on my desk. And I, I do not yet have the habit to be using it the same way that Bob was. And in fact, I, I'll see if I can find a link to uh, Bob's book holder from this company called Nora's Gold. Uh, I'll throw that in the show notes as well. So Bob would always have a book on his desk open that he was reading. And he'd read a paragraph. He'd read a sentence every day, several times a day, and try to really understand what that idea meant to a point where he would go and look up some of the words and see what different definitions a word might have to really try and understand the meaning of that sentence. And he would read it with repetition to burn it into his mind. I would be shocked if anybody listening to this podcast episode has done the same thing. And then I would also immediately stack Bob Proctor's results up against yours and say, 
given the results that Bob was able to have, there must be something to this kind of repetition. So some of the suggested study and repetition that was given to me by Bob were things like to read a chapter. Uh, one example is to read the chapter on persistence in the book, Thinking Grow Rich, out loud every single day for 30 days in a row. I took this challenge myself. It was about a month before I quit my job to start my own career coaching company working for myself. And my biggest worry was that I was going to quit, that it wasn't going to work and I was going to quit. And so it was recommended I develop the habit of persistence. And so that's what I did is every single day I got up and I read this chapter on persistence. And sometimes it took me 35 to 45 minutes to read this chapter out loud every single day. And I, I hated it. It was really hard. It was really difficult. But over time, something changed inside of me. And, and it happened within that 30-day that period of time. Something clicked about week four, 28-ish days into it. And I remember this specific Saturday morning. I had, I had read the chapter on persistence already. I was mowing the lawn outside. There was a spring, a late spring rainstorm blowing through. And uh, started the sprinkle, and I was halfway done with the lawn, and I I said I will I will persist. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna I'm gonna mow the lawn in the rain if I need to, but I'm gonna get this done, and I'm gonna get this cleaned up before, you know, the skies open and it really starts pouring rain and, you know, getting the grass stuck to the sidewalk and all that. I'm going to persist. It was such a it was such a small thing, but as I was persisting in this moment. Like I felt something shift in my mind where I had quit from everything in my life. I didn't quit now. I didn't quit. It doesn't mean that I'm stubborn because I think that's the negative side of persistence, but the repetition of reading that every day changed something in me where I can persist. And months down the road, when I was really nervous about quitting, it was an open conversation with my wife who said, I think we just, I think you just need to keep persisting. I think you're three feet away from gold. And I just persisted. I put actually even more intention into some of my study and aligning myself with my ideas and success. And then it happened. So this is a challenge I give to my clients all the time, especially if they are struggling with their studies if they're struggling with their repetition. Because frankly, if people aren't doing the repetition that Bob has laid out for them and that I have explained, then they're not going to get the results that they want. You, you have to engage in repetition of learning. It's the only way that you're going to shift your subconscious programming is with repetition of another idea. When you uncritically analyze the thoughts that occupy the majority of time in your mind in the the feeling that you have in your mind the majority of the time, it's easy to see that those became the default in your life through frequency of having those thoughts and feelings, through repetition. They become autopilot. They become default. And if you allow that default programming and conditioning to run your life, then you're going to get the same results that you've always gotten. 
I, I love this saying, if you want to get a different result, you have to do something you've never done before. And, and here's how this repetition works. Because you are putting active intention into the repetition of a new thought, that new thought will prevail over the static. The active thought or concept of yourself overwrites the old passive thought or concept of yourself. And with, with a period of time, sometimes a couple of days, most likely a few weeks or months, sometimes much longer, the new thought takes hold in your mind and replaces the old one as the new default. That's the whole secret to reprogramming your mind. That's what everybody wants. But they think that it's just unlearning old negative thoughts or unlearning bad habits or unlearning an old way of being. No, it's recalibrating yourself from one default to another. When, when I've talked in the past or made TikTok videos about how 95 to 98% of your life is run from your subconscious programming, people say, well, no, for me, I'm, I'm like... 80% conscious. Yeah, they're full of shit and they don't really understand what the hell they're talking about. You can't go through life being 100% conscious. That's not what it looks like. That's not the purpose of this. The purpose is to take the, the gift that we have of automating an idea as a part of our subconscious mind, as a part of our image of ourselves and our belief system, and replace it with a different one. An example that I've already mentioned in my own life, I was earning $35,000 a year, and I was really struggling financially. And that was my default. Well, I have changed my default setting to well over six figures, to multiple six figures, where I don't have to put any real effort into that. I just know that that's going to happen because it's a part of my subconscious mind. Now, there, has, there have been times where I have become complacent with the, the new results and I haven't gone to the full extent of all of the repetition to really get that new idea as a part of my operating system and sometimes the old results start to creep back. That's because that what you did to get you where you are isn't, isn't good enough to keep you there either. That's why actually when I was earning that $35,000 a year, uh, actually I wasn't continuing to grow. And with inflation, I mean, the world continues to grow and evolve. And if you are not growing and evolving with it, soon you'll be left behind. What got you here won't get you there. That's another great book title. And so you have to always be engaging in some form of repetition of a new idea to overwrite the old idea. Neville Goddard writes this in the book, The Power of Awareness, that the old concept of yourself is driven out of your mind and out of your life and out of your experience by a new concept of yourself. The dynamic idea, the one you put effort and activity and intention behind, overwrites the passive. So the only way that you're going to really change your life is to engage in some different strategic level of repetition. 
what are some things that you can engage with, with with repetition? Well, I've I've shared a couple of them with you. Reading a passage or a chapter or a section of a book over and over and over again. Um, I'm coming up on, I'm just over a hundred days of reading sections of Neville Goddard's book, The Power of Awareness, every single day out loud. And at 30 days, I find new selections to read from. So you can do that. Affirmations are probably the most important part of repetition. Affirmations designed around your goals, designed around the new concept of yourself, designed around the opposite of the results that you're experiencing. Uh, these are all things that will help reprogram your mind. It is the constant spaced repetition of new ideas over a period of time that reprograms your mind away from what your default has been to how you want to be living with intention. When I work with my clients, I specifically am using a program that Bob Proctor put together with all of the study and repetition already there. This is the learning that I went through before I even understood what the law of attraction was or really had a grasp of what the word mindset even means. And I, I show you exactly what to study. There's lessons to listen to or watch, uh, audio and video lessons. There are things to be reading. There's application questions because there's so much knowledge out there. And what I love doing is concentrating you know, with my clients, I concentrate all of their focus on specific ideas and principles that will help contribute to a quantum leap in their life. Now, if you're not sure what kind of repetition would be really good for you specifically to change the results in your life, to reprogram your mind, this is where mentorship becomes incredibly important. And if you're interested in having me mentor you, I have a link in the show notes where you can book time to discuss what working with me looks like. But it doesn't have to be me. It could be anybody. If you want to work with a mentor, make sure that you ask them, how is repetition involved in your mentoring? And if they don't understand what, it, what you're talking about or they're not leveraging repetition, then they really don't understand how your mind works. And I, I probably wouldn't be listening to them. On the next episode of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, I'm going to be teaching more about how mentoring really transformed my own life and why I think it's essential for you to transform your life. Mentoring helps you learn things faster. Mentoring gives you specific direction. Mentoring can bring you into a different environment. Mentoring can help you avoid some of the many common mistakes so that most importantly, you can really accelerate your transformation. Thanks for tuning in this week. If this episode has helped you or made a positive impact, please leave me a review on any of the major platforms as well as give a rating and share this podcast with someone else in your life that you think it can help. Have a great week. And remember, you become what you think about.